0: From Los Angeles, California, this is The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This is a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues, taking serious topics not so seriously. This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy!
1: perfect about anything yeah mm-hmm. and and it doesn't have to be perfect and that's been the best lesson of all for me
2: okay. and make sure you talk close to it okay don't I, be scared okay yeah yeah that's <laughs> don't be scared of being That's like, good yes put your purse down relax take your shoes I off relax? And, okay, <laughs>
1: hi hi welcome back podcast listeners The holidays can be stressful in a myriad of ways and bring out the best and worst in all of us. So it seems like there are a million things to juggle and hundreds of people to please. How do we not get swept away by it all? And with the end of the year holiday season about to begin, Dr. Winnie and I wanted to explore the areas that people get challenged by and offer some ideas, tips, and resources for surviving it. There are plenty of ways to be loving and giving without sacrificing ourselves or our sanity. And joining us today is the lovely Ivy Icano. Thank you, thank you. Hello.
2: So, Jenny, I just wanted to, uh, you know, introduce Ivy. Ivy, I've known for a long time, and she is uh, one of those women who has had the courage to transition from the corporate world that is, would you say blood-sucking, soul-sucking? What would you say?
3: Soul-sucking, manipulative, and pretty much everything you didn't like about your childhood happens when you're catering to a VP who you help make look good while they ruin your life every hour of every day.
2: And how do you really feel? Um,
3: (laughs) I'm a little shy about getting into it. I'll tell you more later.
2: Okay, but the beautiful thing is that you have uh, transitioned into really going for what you love to do, which is more about comedy and performing and getting back to your authentic self.
3: Absolutely. That's exactly where I'm at right now. And I have been calling it a transition, but then I do have to specify that it's not the Caitlyn Jenner kind. There are no <laughs> private parts currently taped down anywhere.
2: And you're not going through menopause. Not so that's going through not that
3: menopause. Transition. Right. But you know changed. what? It, it is the... Lucky you. It, it is the... I've hit the right age age of 40 and i've stopped in my tracks and you know looked at my life and thought what do i want to say for myself on my deathbed like what will my legacy be and am i living my true self am i exploring my creativity or am i just getting a steady paycheck and you know getting rent paid but having no real creative satisfaction or reward
2: and i have a question now are you saying all that to yourself um I'm working
3: on it each day. Like, I think I'm having, I think the last job chewed me up and spit me out. And I think it's, I'm really doing um, an observation of how the choices I make, the people I surround myself with, and which is actually a perfect topic for holiday gatherings, because we all know everyone, no matter what their story is, that comes with some percentage of dread.
2: That was a really nice transition to the topic (laughs) of holiday hell. (laughs) <laughs> beautiful work.
1: Why are the holidays so stressful, you guys? What's what's uh, it all
2: about? God, it's so stressful. I'm already noticing some heaviness in the air and you can just feel it with the commercials and the department stores and traffic and people are getting moodier and crankier yes, and, yep. you know, the dark days versus the light days. It's... Very interesting because you know even the holiday lights are going up and I feel like I want to go to an opera or like an orchestra, you know, show and I don't even do that but you know you know how like those signs are all on the walls like yeah uh, like uh, the banners are hung and right, it right. makes you just want to go to the Amundsen just because do you know what I mean yeah like I feel that holiday like <gasps> I gotta go to a show and you know and 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 get a wrap and I don't wear a wrap. <laughs> And a muff? <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm sorry. What? Uh oh. What?
3: What's a muff? I think she's getting lasered for that. What's a, know, muff like with your it, a muff? You know, like hand warmer.
1: Like it's it's usually animal fur or faux, and it's it's like a tube. It's almost like a a giant. Like, like a lake, paper like like right oh i thought a muff it, like
2: uh earmuffs
1: oh well there are ear muffs, too or yeah.
2: is that a sexual term a muff or no
1: yes it is a sexual
2: term i didn't know how did
1: you really oh, what was you're it so
3: yeah innocent. i mean that's I'm probably just... the more commonly used muff oh, reference yeah. Yeah. wait like, a guys you've like heard of muff
2: n- diving oh wow no. oh, well, wait well, i'm sorry uh, or like a, a a nice guy would be like how you doing? I I want to see your muff, like yeah. or yeah, that's
1: not usually the pickup line. But <laughs> tell me the I'm,
2: pickup I'm line sure. with the muff in it. <laughs> what What have you heard, Jenny?
1: No, I I, I think muff is uh anyway, <laughs> muff is not something in Los Angeles. See we go? that anybody we anybody is going to be using either in their costuming yes. or down below. Actually, okay. we, we spend could, a lot of money not to have too yes. big of a muff.
2: Or you could hide your hands in your muff, right? Oh well, How <laughs>
1: Well, for that, you have like to do Ivy some special, you've got to do some special workshops at the Pleasure Chest to learn how to get an entire hand up your muff.
3: But yeah. I would think if you went outside and asked, you know, <laughs> 10 people, like 9 out of 10 people would think of the muff between a woman's legs versus yes. like the hand warmer we were originally describing in the holidays. You, okay, wait, I just you, are,
2: you are correct. <laughs> and I just have to say, because Ivy, welcome to the show, because this is welcome. what we do. We never know where we go. It can turn left at any moment. That's but, right. And so you brought this up, Jenny, so it's just on my mind right now, and this is what we say because you know this is for entertainment purposes right this is not clinical absolutely this is silliness but with some seriousness
0: it is for entertainment purposes only
2: yes and so you brought up the pleasure test and then you were saying like a hand up the month but here we go this is my thing is what came to my mind is there's also something you know what I'm not even going to go there I'm not going to go maybe that's
1: another show yeah Yeah. because I was going to do
2: something else that was a whole
1: (laughs)
3: other thing yeah but 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 you know what I'm thinking I know what you're thinking for those of you who can see us we were she was almost indicating Hitting fisting, which, <laughs> which I wouldn't associate <laughs> with so the bad. opera.
0: Trying not, oh yes, god. this
3: all started with the day at the opera oh or an, in, an evening
2: out. <laughs> oh my god, hilarious! Okay. Yeah. okay, so back on track with <laughs> holiday hell and stress. So, so why? So
1: why? Yeah, I mean, it's there's the, all this family drama and getting everybody together.
2: And you know what I think is that there's such pressure of media and social media now obviously and technology but like idea in in movies just idealizing like this is the perfect love movie love and this is the perfect holiday and right and every family should just be cookie cutter today is Yom Kippur um and so as I'm driving to the office half of me is driving because I'm half Jewish, half Catholic. Mm-hmm. So half of me is definitely atoning for sins. And the other half drove to the office. It's committing the sins. It, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: very conflicting. Sorry. I'm uh, sorry. So the no, other half is it? driving to the
2: office. Yeah. And I just, you know, turned to my left and I saw this beautiful family all dressed up for shul or a temple. And I thought, how beautiful, you know? But at the same time, the husband looked miserable. He looked really <laughs> pissed and he looked irritated and the wife looked angry. Maybe he got busted on Ashley Madison. Oh. Oh, or maybe his fantasy maybe. football team just isn't doing well. Could be. How many people are gonna atone for the Ashley Madison thing mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. There go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but you know, so there's that pressure to like be this perfect family and yet internally. We all have a history, whether it's nature versus nurture, that, that genetic component that just makes us anxious or worried or sad or depressed. And then there's the life experiences of all the holidays you either experienced or the lack of. Exactly. How many families never experienced anything and wanted to? Like right. for instance, I was a, a Jew. Uh, well, half of me still is, I guess, um, <laughs> but it's, it's a long story, people. We'll get into religion another time. but. I was a Schwartz and now I'm an O'Connor and growing up, all the Jewish holidays, I would stay home and take that day off, but all my Jewish friends would go to temple and I wanted to, but never did.
1: Interesting. Because you hear a lot about Jewish kids growing up and wanting to experience Christmas or have a Christmas tree or feeling something different. So And
2: Jews call it a Hanukkah Bush?
1: Light the candle.
0: Yes.
2: I have to
3: say, I came from a background of both, where my mom's from a Jewish family and my dad was raised Catholic, so they tried. They didn't push us in either direction with, you know, schooling or any education, but come holiday time, they did light the menorah and we did have a tree up. However, the menorah was short-lived. Like I think there was just one holiday season where they just couldn't find it in the garage and that was it. Like <laughs> and then it was all about Christmas and also Easter. But for me as an adult with, you know, her own income, I feel like Christmas is so torturous in that yes, they're celebrating Jesus's birthday, but truly in the way in the way my family operates, you're buying A gift for everyone you are seeing at Christmas. So it's really each of their birthday. Right.
2: And I wrote that down. I wrote in one of my notes, gifts versus no gifts or a gift certificate. Certificate. I wrote a note about that too. You know, we grew up in my family when we were little, my parents did, you know, like very nice Christmas and we also let the Hanukkah or the menorah. Um, but then my dad coming from an Orthodox Jewish background, uh, didn't want to do that to us, have the heaviness of that religion. He wanted us to find it ourselves. Thank you parents for connect, for confusing me my whole life. But anyway, <laughs> it's fine. No, I'm kidding. I, I embrace it. I embrace right, it. Right. Exactly. I love it. It allows but, you to
1: know that there's more than one way to yeah. experience religion and spirituality. I'm
2: interfaith and, uh, you know, and multicultural I, yeah, and i and I welcome it all, but we had those kind of really beautiful Christmases, and then we would light the menorah, and my dad would kind of make a joke like. Bruchata denai Melovitz Melavatz, my name is Schwatz. I love it. <laughs> and here's the thing, like that was fun and fine until I grew up into my twenties and thirties and said, wait, that's very you know, I, I wanted more religion, so I converted to Judaism and made it more serious, and then it wasn't so serious for me anymore because I wanted to really learn those beautiful prayers and everything. So holidays, going back to is it religious, is it spiritual, the gift thing I want to go back to also. So I'm getting to a point, which is that in my adulthood, the gifts just stopped. So one day my mom and dad just said, you know, like, we're not going to do gifts anymore. And so we are like, "Uh, "What? okay, well, it's fine. Yeah. But then what went on is that then. But how old would you
3: say, like driving age adult or like in your twenties and like you've had like three to four jobs by now? Like, I wonder (laughs) where, like,
2: like four years old. (laughs) Right. Yeah. At forty? No, then, no, it's a four, four. But <laughs> well, no traumatized. No, like, you know, get to work. Teen, teenage young adults or anything. But you know, it's also like what you're role modeling. So it's like then what do I do as my identity as a teenager? Do I give gifts? Do I not? Am I a card person? Am I not? I have such pressure. I think yeah. one year out of my whole life I sent a shitload of cards to everyone. Happy holidays. And they were so taken back and shocked. Huh. Um, but I never did it again. Cause I was exhausted. I'm still exhausted. You, you know. know I, yeah. And, and I now get like two cards.
1: I don't. I don't do holiday cards. Like I don't do Christmas or Hanukkah cards. I do a New Year card because there's too much to do before Christmas and the holidays. You know. Uh, so I just want to put it off until the beginning of the new year.
2: But does anybody care about cards? Like some people really. Oh well, my gosh. Well, I
3: kind of. I would compare it to kind of like the Facebook day and age we live in, where like. I was at a corporate job, as you know, for seven years and for this one particular job. And over seven years, I made great friends, like friends who I know I'll have for life and travel and trips that we've taken. But you know, when the holidays would roll around and they would send, you know, cards of them with their family, for me, it was kind of like a popularity vote. Like I would make like a whole design on my door at home and hang them. And then, like, I left the job, and, like, at least five to seven families no longer needed to send me the card because they didn't see me, and it kind of was, like, a bit of a blow. I'm like, I think I'm going to send them a letter and be like, I still want to see, you know, your kids growing oh, yeah, up. yeah, like, you're
2: off the list now. Yeah,
3: it was like, I needed the Facebook, like, on my door at home
2: and seeing that I was acknowledged and thought of. Or you have the opposite, which is you have a whole bunch of people you don't know, and they continue to keep you on the list. There's and that. And then, you know, the kids are in college, and the <laughs> parents are, like, getting, like gray and the dog yeah. is like you're you know like, who are
1: these people yeah
2: you don't know but I put I still put them on the wall because I just like to decorate and now we, we just have like nothing like nobody and then you do the electrical like the electrical the Lights. technology oh you know where oh, it's just like, like you e get cards. an e thing oh like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. even I don't have to I just like well, it's my nice. my
1: brother-in-law who <laughs> I love dearly is wonderful and every year he sends me an e-gift card <laughs> To an email address that is not connected oh, to my no. Amazon account, <laughs> so at a certain point I'm like, fuck it. I'm not even gonna. I, I just hope he gets the money back
2: somehow. But if it was like like tw- like ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, and it you like, up
1: after a while, like right? you know how
2: many crockpots you could have by now? Damn it, it's crazy. And I've been wanting
1: a crockpot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then like I have all a whole bunch of nephews and just like it, you know, or, or even my son, like w- like. They all just want, just give me money. Just give me money. And then I just want to say, like, that's a little shitty. Like, I don't, like, give me money. How do we feel about that? Why don't you go do some volunteer work, and then we'll think about that.
3: But what about, like, if you do find yourself, you know, because I could lose. uh, What I'm realizing later in life is how my time is valuable. So if I spend an hour in a store, like, I want to leave with something. Like, I just put an hour in. So if I'm shopping for someone, and I know their style, I know their taste, you know, it's a chance you take, it's a gift receipt, you know, attached to the same card or gift. But then like, should we do ourselves that favor and just get a gift card and make life so much easier? Can or I just seem say, like not as thoughtful?
2: That is a lot mm-hmm. of work, what you just said.
3: And I didn't even get to wrapping the gift. Like last year, I was sure that I was going to be a hunchback for life after wrapping at least 50 Christmas gifts in three days.
2: There's no way. There's no way. That is ridiculous to me. I love it, and I think it's wonderful, but I guess it's all, again, based on our history, right? Right. Of what we saw. I mean, I didn't, I, I, it wasn't role modeled for me to do that. Right. And that sounds like a nightmare so that somebody can tear something open, right. say thank you, and never fucking use it. Yeah. And that would piss me off. And then I will give you a gift certificate because go get what you want. But then I don't want to get a gift just because I have to. Like there's a holiday, like the Valentine's. Or what about the gifts
3: giving in exchange that you're not sure if it's even happening? Like (laughs) there are people, you know, think about the corporate office job. It's like there are the people you see all the time. There are the people you only interact with because of, you know, the work on occasion. There's ones you grab lunch with. What about when, you know, like you're sitting at your desk and like, Becky so-and-so comes up and they're like, I baked you a plate of cookies. And then you have to like think on your feet and lie on the spot and be like, your gift is in the car. I keep meaning to bring it in. You know, just that whole like, great, now I have to get this person because they thought of me. Like there is that like exhausting give and take and ping pong match in your head with
2: it. I have a solution. This could be useful. I go to see candies every year and I'll get like 20 boxes and just keep them in my my trunk. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, usually I I give them to to nice people, like, you know, the the people downstairs who park the cars or whatever, like, you know, people like the the, janitor, like people who really are truly, you know, just need to be acknowledged during that time. That's the most important thing for me. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's important to me to give to, people who I don't usually have a lot of interaction with, but that they do a lot of work that benefits me in some way. Like, sure. Th- like our male person. Like, yeah. uh, You know, we. I know that sounds like so old school Mr. Oh, Rogers, but.
0: Who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood,
1: say who? Uh, we had, we don't name. have the same guy anymore. But for a very long time, we had the same guy. Now the way the post office is all messed up it's yeah. somebody different every day, so I don't feel the same need to do it. That's
2: Ooh, the, so now you snatch that away? Yeah, but I forget but it. But are you saying guy, they're not as important as the person?
1: No, it's just them. I'm saying that I don't have a relationship with them. Like, I don't recognize them, like, before. That's Literally, rude. <laughs> liter- That's
2: literally my guy's <laughs> name
1: was Sam. Like, Sam Aww. the mailman. So, like, Sam the mailman for years. Yeah. He, was he had a relationship. He was, yeah, he was nice. He was, he was always there. The, the people I think now, you're talking about the
3: consistency. Yeah. Like, the ones that, or even, like, your hair person. You're just like, what are you, what's their little holiday bonus? Like, you do that math.
2: You I know. don't do
1: do you do yeah. holiday or bonuses? House, house cleaners. Like yeah. who, well, garbage man. Yeah. I mean it depends. Everybody has something different. It's it's Isn't a hug loving enough? Well that could be a uh, that could be a personal space violation. Well, you know, <laughs> I think then a I'll hug you, might be too personal. Then I'll give
2: you a high five without a check.
1: <laughs> Although some people might invite <laughs> in the uh the UPS man for some milk and cookies yeah, yeah, or, or out something their like package. that. Right. <laughs> Uh, but you guys, I want to go back to something you were both talking about at the top because I think you have unique points of view and and I grew up uh in a non religious household but where where the traditions were basically Christian, growing up in homes with two different cultures like what what tips would you give people for how to how to explain it to the kids, how to integrate the two cultures. What are your thoughts on that?
2: So, Ivy, were you – it's so interesting. You have the opposite, right? And I think it's so different. When you were raised by a Jewish mom, is so different than a Catholic mom, an Irish Catholic mom. Mm-hmm. And a Jewish dad is so different than a Catholic dad or a Christian dad. So were you educated about both of your faiths?
3: No, I wasn't. And <clears throat> I think what I went, th- I went through something that you went through, but I think you went through it at a higher degree or um, a greater level of wanting to, in your adulthood, have that kind of solid foundation or some sort of
2: faith to have a base in. It's called education and they didn't do it, <laughs> you know, th- which I highly suggest. If you're going <laughs> to be in <our> faith, <clears throat> I so missed it's fine what I am, but could you educate me? What does Jewish mean? And right. What does Catholic mean? What, what, it, tell me about our family history. I mean, I, yeah. I'll tell
3: you, I have a flashback and it's still very vivid to me because I think I was, and I think I was like somewhere between age 11 and 12, maybe. And I remember because we didn't choose a side yet we weren't educated on either. So or like it's, it was all or nothing. Right. So because we didn't learn about my mom's side or my father's side we learned about nothing and really it was just kind of a commercial approach to the holidays so it's just like you know the decorations and all that and um but i do remember having a sleepover with a friend and we so i grew up in new york on the east coast and then we went out to like mattatuck like out east and stayed over saturday to sunday and the family before we got on the road to come home stopped at church and i cried the whole time in that church with like Jesus Christ body through the stained glass, just, just staring down at me because I felt like I was sitting against my mother because it was like, I, it was, and the girl, Jen Bazo, I don't know if it's okay, you might have to edit out the name. Shout out. But she and I had like a squabble the night before over like who was hotter, like Andy Semu or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, Eric or Limmer. <laughs> or Jesus. Like Jesus. I, I offended the family by saying Jesus had Jesus had great abs, but apparently like, <laughs> you know, like but like... Um,
1: they make him pretty to look he at. He was a
3: hottie. I would swipe which way on Tinder if I saw Jesus <laughs> left, right, no. But the, uh, <sighs> the girl and I, like, we had like a dumb... <laughs> we had like a dumb falling out the night before. And here I am the next day having a meltdown. And she was sure it was over our little, like, snag. And it was just because... I was so sure that yeah. Jesus was like, "Oh, you believe in me? You're sitting here," and I was just like, "I couldn't." I got home, yeah, and I confessed to my mom, like, "I'm so sorry," and she didn't even care. But like, were you scared you were going to go to hell? Um, like, did you have that sometimes that guilty feeling? Sometimes going to hell meant pissing off your mother. So, like, if you were <laughs> in trouble at home, that was your hell. Yeah. But and I just felt like it was really disrespectful and. Just, I felt like I was choosing a side, even though I was there because the family brought me and what was I going to do, wait in the car? Do you identify more Jewish Um, or Catholic? It's funny. I hate when people can insert or attach, like, you know, like, well, like a generalization. Like, I would say this. If I met a great Jewish man tomorrow, I would, I could, I could adapt to his life. Like, if he... I think I would probably want a taste of Christmas, but I could absolutely go the Jewish route. You know, you can make some latkes. I could make latkes for a generous man who is happy to not have me work anymore and take care of me. Oh wait, did <laughs> all that come out? But I mean, look, but not one or the other. I will say this: as far as religion or spirituality, I would have a hard time dating a man who claims to be atheist. Mm-hmm. So, I want someone to believe there is some sort of higher power, whatever that means to them
1: yeah yeah so for so for families with kids you it sounds like you guys are talking about encouraging
2: education education
1: explanation, family
2: history, carry down stories, yeah, just do the educating uh, that's the most important thing, maybe and- also,
1: I guess it
3: also depends on how extreme you're thinking or your belief or practice, but like maybe introduce to your child that you know. We believe one thing you're welcome to, you know, educate yourself. Like, like you said, it was all on the table or like you welcomed all of it. Yeah. So I think that's fair, too, because I think, you know, children can be obviously molded. And if you're like instilling or insisting on a religion or a certain practice that they, for whatever reasons, at whatever age, realize doesn't work for them, that's stifling in its own way. Like now what have you
2: created? And what about you, Jenny?
1: Uh, again, it wasn't attached to religion growing up, although my grandparents, they went to church regularly, so sometimes I would go to church with them, or I would go to midnight mass with some of my Catholic friends. Uh, there were lots of traditions, but I grew up in the Midwest, so it was a seasonal thing. If if you grew up on the East Coast, you know, you know, you you smell it in the mm-hmm. air, it's the End of the year.
0: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go.
1: Christmas to me, Trickle the holidays, bit, ten, it's about Christmas the winter solstice, again, which is really the origin of Christmas, right? It's not actually the date that Jesus was born, it's just one that was arbitrarily chosen, like and it Christmas. kind of all comes from. The history of pagan rituals and how do we get more people into our group you know the christians trying to figure out how to attract more people well let's let they really like that party that they're having every winter so let's have one of those maybe we can get some of those pagans to come and and join us and so i like the pagan rituals i like having a tree uh i like having lights in my family there are lots of traditions around christmas but because i also come from a family of divorce those traditions have changed over the years and some of them i think are idealized but now that i have my own family with my husband we have made our own traditions and stockings are
2: the big thing for us mm-hmm. i'm sorry having stockings or filling the was stockings i there <laughs>
1: Both. <laughs> and now, are you talking about like stockings, like, 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 leg stock- like no. lingerie? No, I I, I
2: just meant, seriously, like, uh, we do that. We hang the stockings. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that I really feel them. You don't stuff the stockings. It's oh. just for looks.
1: Yeah. So, so in our family, we hang the, the stockings at whatever time and they're empty. And then on Christmas morning that you come out and they're filled, right? Aww. And at the bottom of everyone in the toe is an orange. So when you get there, you know, you know you're at the bottom and everybody (laughs) right so everybody has one so all three of us would have one and then we'd all focus on wendy and wendy would open hers and go through it and then we'd all focus on ivy and then we'd all focus on me and you know and then usually by that time it's like hours have gone by then you have a big mexican breakfast because i'm half chicana and so there's traditional foods that we would have and then after that Sometimes we'd go to the movies. Sometimes we would just go right into presents. You just brought
3: something up which I think we should absolutely explore is like the togetherness. Because these could be people you see once a week, once a month, once a year, whatever, wherever people live, travel, distance, you know. But, you know, do you run out of things to talk about? Do you run out of things to fight about? (laughs) And that's my family. We're a bunch of hot-headed, animated, big-hearted Italians Add some wine, and it's a fight waiting to happen. And, like, I hate saying it because we really, we truly are dealing with some family feuding right now. And we're scratching into the holidays. And right now, we haven't even tasted October. We're about to, like, shut down September. And we're pretty much safely assuming who won't be at the Thanksgiving table.
2: Oh, gosh, just hearing that brings angst. I know. You know, I feel sad. I feel that that's so heavy to just not approach this uh, you know holiday I mean I love Thanksgiving
0: Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is a special night Jimmy Walker
2: But at the same time, you hope and pray everything's going to be smooth. You know, everybody's going to show up. We're all going to get along. But, of course, so many people have that backstory of what you just said, which is that that you know that let's get to the real issue of well, just, you know we, what's going to really happen. Like, Plus, add
1: wine, and it's
2: like right.
3: And yeah. you guys are married. <clears throat> I'm not, and yet you married not yet, and you married into you know their stuff. Their family is what comes with their family. So it's like sometimes it's easier, you know, like your husband, like if is if his mom is still with you guys, like maybe she could get on his nerves, but you could have like a more open approach to her because right. you didn't grow up with her. So you, you can, know. you
1: sometimes you can be the buffer. Sure. If, the, if you're the outsider, you might be the buffer in somebody else's family.
3: And for us, like we know by now we've lived long enough. We know people's personalities, idiosyncrasies, and... What I'm realizing is the choices we're not making. We're not choosing to, like Wendy has said in conversations that we've had where she'll be like, the tornado's coming at you. Do you stand right in front of it or do you dodge it? Do you make a point to dodge it? So like our family, there's so many personalities and so many outspoken people. There's so many things that could be avoided that aren't. And I feel bad for us that- But is
2: that authentic? As opposed to the other family that knows there's tornadoes, but we just don't talk about it? Do you suppress it during a beautiful Thanksgiving? Or do you be authentic and just say, bring it? And if it's Jerry Springer-ish kind of a feeling, aren't you being real? Like, wouldn't you rather, like, you know?
3: We go in and out of Jerry Springer and Jerry Seinfeld. We're either (laughs) ready to take a chair and break it over the other's head or we're making the obvious joke or pun to kind of dodge the bullet
2: which is a way of coping right humor Mm -hmm. humor is a way to deflect
1: humor and curiosity i think are really big survival techniques during the holidays and they come into play in so many different ways the holidays open up an environment where you're dealing with people that you may not deal with every, every year. It may be crazy cousin Carl and his you know, wife who is a closeted alcoholic and, you know, and then somebody else's kid who just got out of rehab, but only three people in the family know and they're holding, you know, there's all kinds sure. of things that are going on. Everybody's got their dramas and then suddenly everybody's in one place. Yes. And like, not only whatever is currently going on starts to kind of bubble, but whatever the fuck has happened in the past Absolutely. too, you know, like kids, a grown adults will be having fights about gifts they got when they were like five and seven, you know. And so how,
2: resentment yeah, right. and passive aggressiveness and, you know, uh, there's either acting out or acting in. And so uh, it can be loaded.
3: But even think about like funerals, like you would think people's hearts are broken, a life has ended. And even though we know with life comes death, like that's inevitable. But then like sometimes the worst fights break out when you yeah. think you're all hugging and loving and, you know, your hearts are pouring all this emotion and sadness. But then it's like my father and his one of his sisters, they're like the boy girl version of each other. And they're completely irrational and narcissists, but we can hold on to all that for another for another show, another show. And um, and uh, insert song. He's a maniac, maniac. <laughs> but um, the uh, the time like they, they lost their father, like their biggest fight was over like a calligraphy pen set, and how like my father was sure it should have been left to him, or and like come on, you go but to Michael. But isn't Michaels. it always
2: the little things? It's usually sure. right. not like huge things. It's just little shit, right? right. Yeah.
1: But you mentioned it at the top, Wendy. This, if, you, if we look at movies, how many movies are there around funerals and weddings and holidays? The, these are the, the yeah. high tension moments where a whole family gets together with such high expectations that everything is just ripe for chaos.
0: Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving.
3: Nobody's walking out on this fun old fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house.
1: Managing our expectations becomes really important, and preparing ourselves for, okay, I'm going to see that person that every year it's like, that. So how can I face it with humor or curiosity and make it not so much about me, but what's going on with them that they're such a pain in the ass, right? <laughs> or yeah. that they're not capable of being pleasant or whatever it is, and not not getting sucked into it as much as possible. I know that sounds way idealistic, because well, always I myself- easier said than done. Yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely. Oh my gosh, because somebody could say hi the wrong way, and you would you could just go. What did you say? I know you didn't just say hi abruptly and harsh. We have an
3: aunt. She's seventy-five, and she's super crass and always bitter, (laughs) and like she's just like, excuse me, like grudge holder of the century. And she and one of her daughters. She has three daughters, and she and one of her daughters clashed last year. And as we were approaching the holidays, there we were at Christmas. They're keeping a safe distance on opposite sides of the room, and this aunt on her with all of her downtime. Went to this like pottery class, like ceramics. She made a dish, a ceramic painted personalized dish for every single person who was attending Christmas, minus that daughter. Like <gasps> everywhere that daughter turns, somebody, somebody who was like an in-laws sister was sitting there with like a painted dish, <laughs> and people were like, oh, thanks, I'll use this for my caprese salad. It was totally awkward and uncomfortable. Like, but it was so. Such an agenda.
2: Yeah, where you so rank. So blatant. Where you rank. And even sitting. You know, the sitting. Oh, where, where uh, to seating, uh, sit, arrangements. seating arrangements. Saving arrangements. And uh, a big one that we hear often in our offices, Jenny, is singles. Yeah. Singles and the spotlight. Do oh. I bring someone to shut my family up? Yeah. Just because they're a placeholder or a filler, even though I have nothing, so nobody special right now. Or do I go alone and get the interrogation?
1: You're making me think of uh, Bridget Jones' diary and, you know, how she's always talking about, oh, God, I got to go to this thing again as a single person. And you're going to have all these questions, you know, so are you dating anybody? And it's just.
2: yeah, And oh, who says that pretty- that's up for, for uh, you know, discussion, discussion. like, yeah. like, but nobody else knows what to talk about or or there's nothing interesting to talk about, but they all are up in your business and Ivy. I don't know if you can speak to that. I'm
3: well. going through it now, or I'm just kind of coming out of it now because I did have a situation with um, a family member, and I'm really close with her, and we never have conflict. If we ever had a disagreement, we would just, mid-conversation, switch to something else. Like, And I, I don't think that's us avoiding. I think we genuinely like each other, value each other's like thoughts and opinions, and we know each other's heart, so we're good. But we recently hit a snag, and it truly was like a hypothetical, off-the-cuff, should your children need legal guardianship. And it took a crazy downward spiral, only messy turn. And it went from bad to worse. And, you know, we got through it. And we recently, only recently, discussed it. There were a lot of, like, heated texts. And then I said to her, you know, I feel like I have to stop sharing what is or isn't going on with my life with everyone because... I feel like for as long as I'm unfigured out, I'm on display, and I'm up for discussion that Were way.
2: fantasies all projected onto the single person about what they think your life is? Are you a hoochie mama? Do you have right. midnight collars? Right. Are you Late night a... visitor was a word that was used, and yeah. I was like,
3: what? This yeah. was the term. But you know what? But then also, grass is always greener. You know, like, there's the... Married woman with three kids and totally exhausted, and you know she like smells like baby vomit. She doesn't remember when she washed her hair last, and and it's like she's tripping. And her over husband's
2: watching football. Watching being football, unfair, being very No, that was safe but, yes. to assume.
3: You know, and she or a
2: Caitlyn Jenner show.
3: You know, <laughs> they
2: do watch it, and they then, say they don't,
3: but they do. <laughs> you know, and then I'm waking up at ten a.m. on a Saturday because I was able to sleep in, and, and she, then can't
2: you embrace that?
3: I do embrace it. I really do because I also think. Remembering, like, if you get yourself stuck in the life that you're not leading, like, what good is that to the life you are currently living? Like, do yourself a favor and appreciate what you have, how you have it. And, you know, if I want changes, like, obviously I have to take steps. I'm lazy. I'm not like a dater is the problem. I literally told this man I was getting counseling from years back. I said, I don't want to go online and meet the guy, I want to just run into him at Trader Joe's. And this guy said, okay, but you're going to have to walk Trader Joe's for three to four hours a time. Kind of like you're limiting your chances to that one split moment that you're both reaching for that same box of rice. Right. So on. how
2: do you handle singlehood during the holidays? What would you say are some coping strategies? You know, Because often there is a spotlight on you, and the elderlies want to hear what's going on. Married people want to hear what's going on this could
1: be useful
2: well for me you know? it's particular in that like i've always worked with children i'm a big
3: kid freak like not in the michael jackson kind of way but like <laughs> like but just <laughs> may he rest no but i um i i would kind of get caught up with the kids table and just clan around with the innocent kids the innocent people who aren't don't have expectations so you me would avoid than, i think i avoid there was one bit. that's interesting person who's not a family member by blood but she's Um, an in-law she's like a relative she's married in essentially and she was dating somebody lo and behold he was he had some unfinished business with the ex-girlfriend before her that all came out in a very messy you know revelation and breakup and that christmas that we all shared and there she was she turned to me when she was leaving christmas and she said next year we'll both be comparing our guys and how hot they are or who's who's is hotter and it was the weirdest note to end on with me because I thought like, I'm really not comparing though. Like even if next year we have these great guys and they have so much going for them, like I wouldn't be comparing them either. Like, so it's weird to me. It's foreign to me that like, I'm not getting in the middle of married people, their lives and what's going on and like, Hey, uh, did you figure out your kid's college? And like, like I'm not asking invasive questions. And so when you say curiosity, like, I guess I just don't come with that curiosity. I'm showing up to an event that is filled with a lot of love and big personalities, but also runs the risk of shit going down. And any small thing can trigger any next person off.
2: Or how about, uh, what about babies? Um, Does well, that happen in oh, holidays? Oh, you mean like people the, wondering, when like, you oh, have we a get kid. that all the time, What about too, children? Too. Did you freeze your like, eggs? Yeah.
1: Blah, blah, blah. And then it's sort of the, Ugh, like, well, I don't know how much information should I give you? Should I tell you about all the right. trying we've been having, all right. the difficulty, all the money that's been spent, all, yeah. you know, all the disappointment, all the heartache, all the, you know, are we supposed to go into that well, or that's, not? Well, I guess, my that's husband
2: has slow sperm. Right, exactly. really, you know, like, do like, 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 you want a specimen?
1: Yeah, should we be... How about
2: some eggnog? Right. <laughs> Anyone, but
1: I guess what I mean about curiosity, um, because you you bring up a really good point, Ivy, is that there are certain questions that can be really invasive, mm-hmm. and so I think it's important to consider. I always say consider the audience, but you know, consider the relationship that you have with that person. If it's if you and I are close, then it makes sense that I would be like, "So what's going on? You yeah. know, have you met anybody interesting lately or whatever?" Which could be. A totally innocuous question from me, but from creepy Uncle Don might be like, I don't want to tell you anything about that, right? So
2: And the boundaries. I mean, just to set the the boundaries because it's so important, self-care, to take care of yourself and be prepared. So going into the holidays, one of the coping strategies is really knowing people may be asking you and to practice some response. Uh, I remember when I was single for – a long time that I would say because I think people really want, you know, loving people to find other nice people. So exactly. you know, it's not that What's the intention? Yeah. Their intention is like, you know, anything going on, you didn't and I would just finally say, you know what? When someone special shows up in my life, you will know. Right. You'll know. Right. Yeah. You know, come from a place of power instead of, you know, I don't do updates because, you know, let's talk about you, you know, or distract and, and that's shift it what back I'm, to them. And
1: that's what I'm also talking about in terms shift of curiosity. Just how are you, right? Just turn it off of yourself. And also when preparing to interact with somebody who you know is always obnoxious or lacks social skills, even if they have the best intentions, they always seem to step in it just to sort of find it in your heart to look at them with humor and compassion and, uh, and curiosity. Like why are they like that? You know, not, not asking, not actually asking them, but in your own mind, like, and just kind of, Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why they're like that. I wonder what happened to them, or I wonder what they think my life is. Well, that is the best way to
3: protect ourselves, too. It's a favor you have to do yourself because I think that for as long as, you know, we, if if for me, I go to bed alone at night.
2: I mean, not every night,
3: but no,
1: but I'm just.
2: Brown pick a brown, brown, brown. She mama, midnight caller. Gentlemen, if you'd like some more information on Ivy, just write to us at
1: Dr. Wendy.
2: Yes. Anyways,
1: Ivy, continue.
2: I was just, I Hoochie. just Dot com.
3: there was just like an eight car pile up on my tongue, like the stuff I stopped myself <laughs> from saying. Like, and I won't use my teeth. Wait, what? what? No. Huh? Yes. no, but the uh, <laughs> but the thing is, like maybe well, with <laughs> with certain areas in our life that are unfulfilled, and we know that we strive for them being one day, you know, figured out or answered or you know fulfilled. I think comes a, with that comes a vulnerability. So for as long as we have the cousin we barely see, we see all the time, asking questions and wanting updates. We do have to make that choice of how much we want to share and lower our guard. But there is this weird underlined impression that we do owe that explanation to, you know, because their lives, we can see it. You walked in with your husband and kids, you know, you're getting back in your Range Rover when this is over. Like we. But do we really see it? That's, but, that's what we see,
1: but we don't right, really actually, know it, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. People aren't going on Facebook saying... I had two fights with my husband this week over bills that we can't afford. You know, like you're not seeing like the
2: grit and the shit. That's right. So you're not seeing the backstory. It's all fantasy, smoke and mirrors. You're seeing, you know, uh, uh, photographs that are airbrushed, and you're seeing one little snippet of uh, a Kodak moment where the sun is shining, and you know, and then single people can look at families and, and idealize that and go into some fantasy. But behind closed doors. It could be a war. But it's almost like though, single and single at different ages, especially
3: um, I would say older versus younger, but single can sometimes come with a what's wrong with you, you know?
0: Right. Like, I'll have
3: people say to me, I'll tell them about some guy, however much he's on my radar, and they'll say, well, how old is he? I'm like 37. Well, and why hasn't he been married yet? And it's like, well, why haven't I been married yet? You know, it's like, yeah. that could go both ways.
2: Or they think you're gay. That's a big one. Are you a oh, lesbian? I had a friend who yeah. went to a Thanksgiving, and yeah. her aunt was like,
1: there's somebody lovely I want you to meet. <laughs> I've sat you next to them at dinner. She sits down on one side as a family member. <laughs> she knows she's not being set up with. And on the other is, the gal. is a lovely woman, you know, who wow. is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, and so
2: why does that have to what? be that you're She's like yelling at the yeah. waiter, I ordered the fish. No, um <laughs> Exactly. <that's so> gross. <laughs> and if you are gay, so what? But it's still nobody's business. Right. But it's not to be pathologized. I think that But even think I'm cutting you
3: off, what about still single? How many times do you hear still single? Single just doesn't come with single by
1: its single self. And I don't have the statistics with me. I, I'm sorry, listeners, but this was not the topic I was planning to cover. So, <laughs> But there are statistics out there that are talking about right now the high percentage of people who are getting married later and later yeah. and, or not at all. I mean, it is, it's yeah. it's just, it's old programming and it's obnoxious that people do that. And I cannot say that on some level I that I haven't done it myself because I probably have you know to somebody, but... It's just, it's not unusual for people to be single late into their life or never going to be. Like I've got friends who are together as together as any married couple I know, but they've got domestic partnerships, man and a woman, because they're just not getting married for whatever mm-hmm. reasons.
2: And I love how sometimes the, even people who can have the worst marriages, the family's crazy. There's no, it's just all chaos, but they look at you being single yeah. and say, are you Okay. Right, because it's okay? somehow are it's how sad? they make
1: them feel better about their situation. Are you, like, Are you depressed?
2: Everything are else you? in
1: their life is shit, but they... I'm they, so
2: sorry. They
1: need to yeah, feel better. Yeah, I, had, I had a
3: friend say that to me a few years ago. She was in a really bad relationship. She was miserable. She was, like, ready to cheat with anyone who said, God bless you, when she sneezed. Like, she was so miserable. And then for her, we're really close, to say to me, who was single, she'd say... I just don't want to be single. Like, she couldn't imagine breaking up with him. And it was like,
2: yeah. how do yeah. you enter
3: that population? Who looks forward to that, you know? And just, but then I get to sit there on the other, on the receiving end, feeling like a leper, you know, just like, oh, I should be discussed Not that lepers should be discussed Remember. with themselves. Where, where do we edit? Can we make well, notes? For our,
1: for our leper <laughs> listening population, we want you to know that Ivy is not you trying to a offend anyone, to You are a person too, and
3: yeah. you deserve love. No, <laughs> But just that
1: whole odd man out, and you
3: should be ashamed.
2: Instead of empowered, listen, some of the best moments in my life were when I was single, and I was single, you know, I didn't get married, you know, I didn't find my husband until 40, so... Uh, I was single and had and loved to mingle.
1: Oh, I loved you know? the holidays as a single person. And I yeah. loved
2: living alone. I loved meeting new people. And you know what? It was Some of the best nights were getting in my flannel jammies, eating a frozen mac and cheese dinner, and watching Sopranos or whatever. So
0: deck those halls, trim those trees, raise up cups of Christmas here. I just need to catch my breath.
1: Also, when I was single, and I live out here 2,500 miles away from most of my closest family members, you know, on Christmas, uh, I would go to the movies with my friends. I would make plans. Take care of yourself. I would open my presents alone, but I loved it because I didn't feel any pressure. I didn't feel the pressure to, like, react in some way. When you get that ugly sweater, you don't have to pretend (laughs) like you love it, right? I mean, you you can muster that up for your call or your FaceTime exchange, but... you. that moment and what were they thinking you know it took a lot of pressure off and i actually enjoyed it i, I liked it being quiet because there was the lack of drama
2: and also when you are single during the holidays it's it's still not only handling the family stress, but how do you take care of you, right? I used to, you know, decorate all the time to bring me joy, to celebrate my spirit. I would put Christmas lights on and put my menorah out. I would have friends over and make latkes. I would, you know, I would, like you said, Jenny, you know, just do special things for you because... There's nothing... It's a very empowering and important thing to learn how to be by yourself. You can't possibly, you know, bring your full self to a relationship if you don't have those moments where, you know, it's not to be pathologized. I think it's really empowering and beautiful. And it's how to take care of yourself during those holiday times and show up at your best when you show up with your family and you have your coping skills in your back pocket.
1: Absolutely. Lame. So... If you're starting, let's just say theoretically, you you met somebody new. At what point would you feel comfortable introducing them to your family's holiday traditions or That's such a good
3: question because I'm like sometimes as much as I want to celebrate myself and what I like about me, I kick myself cuz I never consider myself naive, but in recent time I'm noticing how certain people do operate with an agenda and stuff is kind of over my head and I catch it later than sooner but not to be entirely vague but like there was this actor dude who was thrown my way you know just like a month and a half ago and I got a kick out of him and we were kind of like two dive right in kind of people and so like how soon can you love someone like realistically is it weird to be saying I love you after a week a month to how many tests do you have to go through how many things do they have to prove and and people could be married for decades until they really see other sides or true colors right and so we met august and when i did that quick math when i realized what i liked about him i thought i would definitely bring him around by the holidays if if it's this good energy and i like trust that he would know how to you know handle himself handle himself and act because the thing a big thing for me is you have to be able to get lost in my mix too so i you can't be glued to my hip and i can't be like introducing you at all times like you have to kind of hold your own you know
1: right somebody who's self-sufficient
2: and
3: self-sufficient regard. and but then you know what if he is you know 10 feet away making a horribly offensive joke and that's over my head like i mean i have a or he's off-
2: racist or he's, yeah i mean you know, i
3: have an offbeat sense of humor so it is a red flag it's a good <laughs> yeah. question because maybe body you know,
2: odor his grooming is off or he showed up in a 1970s outfit or, you yeah. know, he burps, or he burps or he brings a gift get- that has
3: a clearance sticker still on it Replied. you know like <laughs> you there's so you were
1: prepared for that
3: beforehand but yes I'm sorry go on so I mean I don't know that's a hard thing to gauge because it's you know maybe you're seeing them dating them three to four weeks you bring them around for the holidays and the way they operate is an absolute you know indication of how you can have a future with them, or they fit right in and you fall in love with them even more. Who knows? Cut I mean, to the chase: Is he coming to your dinner or, or no? For
2: holidays. Oh.
3: If okay, how long do I know him? How long do I like him for?
2: No, I'm is like, this oh, guy going, going to be coming to your holiday? Oh gatherers. no, There's he's something. already been kicked to the yeah. curb. Oh, this guy oh, she couldn't she's even using
1: him as an example of, of having contemplated this. But situation. I would say, yeah, the, I was
3: just curious. At I the know. end if of he's the coming, summer, if he's on the list. Yeah. Well, someone who was who he I think there was I think there's a reason everyone crosses our path for whatever you know for however long whatever reason but he was at the middle of the like he was towards the end of the summer if we were good and we were in it he would have definitely been at the holidays with me I think if it's somebody who's like in my life within like a month maybe that would be too soon but if it was the right one it doesn't yeah oh, that's what I mean?
1: true I don't know What do you think, Wendy? Like, what would you tell clients in terms of how soon is too soon or to introduce them to the family fold like that?
2: I think it is not that deep. I think bring them if you want. Don't bring them if you don't want to. And does it
1: mean something if they don't have plans for the holiday? Right. If your plans are their plans? Yeah, like,
2: (laughs) so what are you doing uh, for uh, Hanukkah? uh, Yeah, Yeah, does that, you know, it's so, everybody is so different, right? Some people say, why do they have so much time? Why do they call me all the time during the day? Don't you have to work? But then other people say, you know, I don't hear from them for three days. And then, I mean, you can't win. Yeah. And here's the thing. You have to trust your gut instinct. If, if I met someone and it flows and they're a nice person, I'm going to bring them. Oh, how about this? Yeah. I had an
3: opposite situation.
2: This I just um, flash back to like end of
3: my 20s, still living in New York City, finished college, and dated this guy who we made such great sense because he was the kind of guy I felt like we could be homeless together, and we'd have a ball. I mean, he was just, we laughed. Like, we stood on Fifth Avenue in, like, an H&M window and, like, posed right alongside the mannequins. And just to see the confusion on the tourists' faces as they <laughs> walked by. So he was my kind of fun. He was my kind of, like, we got this. You know, there's nothing we can't handle. And then the the flags that I, I ignored, like, sipping cognac at 2 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Like, aren't you supposed to be at work? Like, so, but here's the thing. We started at the end of one summer and we were full, you know, like full steam ahead into each other. And by scratching into the holidays, I'm like, I got to get rid of this guy. He's a mess. And so anything that had me excited in the first place now didn't matter. I needed him to go away. Here's the thing. He was a bit of a mind fuck and wasn't willing to go away because no, 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 you said we were going to be together forever. No, no, no. no. We talked about going to our kids recitals and so here we are into the holidays and my roommates and I living in New York City. We're throwing a holiday party, and I wanted him out of my life, but it almost made more sense at that time to appease him and let him be at the party. I mean, we were literally on the verge of a breakup, but he just refused to accept it. So I thought better to just have him there and, like, really, really end things, like, let's just get through this. Like, I just needed to have a fun... And he was fine until the end of the night where he was just a madman. Like, he he mingled and he laughed and he joked and then like x amount of drinks later you just saw that look in his eye and like okay here comes the baggage and there we were you know like two three in the morning fighting and i mean it was one of those things i felt obligated to bring him around because If I told him no, I felt like he would have made my life miserable.
2: And that's the red flag. I felt obligated. Red flag. You had a gut feeling, no. Yeah. And you went against it, and you felt obligated. You felt guilty. Yeah. But you did not. The original thing that I tell everybody, please trust your gut feeling. That's my current blog, is really listening to your gut feeling on red flag issues and deal breakers. Yeah. Our instincts are there for a reason. Yeah. And if you feel like it's a no-go. Rip off the band-aid, band-aid and use your words, assert yourself. I mean that sincerely and push through your fear uh, instead of avoid and, and just say what you need, Yeah, you know? which is my famous sandwich technique. You're very nice, Fred, but this isn't feeling like a match. And so you need to fly home because I need to be with my family at this holiday time. Well, Well, that's,
3: you know what, and that's the- um, Give me his number. (laughs) I'll
1: do it for you. Well, I was also thinking that that then at the end of the night when you're getting in that that fight, it's the time to hand him an envelope and be like, you know, I'm giving you your present early, here's a restraining order, right? I mean, it just really sounded like it's at that point-
2: Yeah, if you can't hear no, that's a red flag. Like, I'm telling you I'm not into you and you're still coming at me and then you want to be like uh you know i i'm speechless <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what to say but and i really and maybe it's cuz i'm older because i was single for a very long time um is being authentic and real and just saying what the deal is. A lot of people, especially around holiday time, oh, it's the holidays. Oh, I can't. Oh, they just suffered a loss. Yeah. Oh, their, their, their Catholic side and their Jewish side are fighting. Oh, it's multicultural and I can't. You know what? You bring that beautiful African-American woman to your dinner and don't worry about your yeah. white you know, family. And, and then you keep it short and you say, this is who I love and I's got to go. You yeah. know, make yeah. it short and take care of your needs. Don't bypass, you know, uh, your heart and, and your gut feeling.
1: To just piggyback on that, not just in terms of romantic relationships, but if you really feel like it's too overwhelming to handle your family yes. or a situation. Deuces. or Yeah. Don't or, go. Or it doesn't even have to be family. It I could be a social. Family, so. It could be. Others. I don't think I ever used that. Uh, but uh, it's too <laughs> maybe it's a social gathering and you're feeling you don't want to go for whatever reason. I mean, again, honor those feelings. If you feel like you're going out of obligation, too, then that, I always feel like that's a little arrogant, too. Like, I have to stop myself and go, wait a minute, I'm probably not that important. They probably have 50 other people who are far more interesting and important for them to be there than me. So the fact that I'm feeling under the weather and don't want to go, or I'm just feeling stressed out by the possibility of
2: X, Y, or Z happening there. The pressure. Oh, I should go instead of I want to go. And, you know, oh, I have to make a showing. Or it's good. I know a lot of husbands have fancy corporate jobs and the women say, Oh no, you know, we must have a showing. So I always talk about negotiation, go, but keep it short and go to a nice dinner afterwards. So you can just say a little hello, stop by to do your quote obligation or whatever. Um, but you know, then there are those people who don't let you leave until you're the last one at the party oh, that's the worst. and grab you and put their hooks into you and they will not let you go. And they're not hearing your no.
1: Or if you're the host or the hostess and you've got those guests who it's the end of the night and everybody's gone but they're still there and they're mm-hmm. like just still hanging out oh, in the kitchen and welcome, talking yeah. to you. And yeah. It's- and your lights are out. Right. And the like, dishes are you're, done. You're getting into your pajamas. The door is open yeah, your teeth. Like, <laughs> I gotta walk the dog,
2: man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Oh, well, I'll walk it with you and then we can come back and we can have some hot chocolate and we can play and we can talk about childhood and no. So what do you do in that situation? The clingers. Wow. There's a
3: lot to take on. You guys are making me want to like plan a trip for two weeks and just be <laughs> nowhere to be found for this. It's I mean, a lot
2: of pressure, but <laughs> basically you don't have to be anxious or nervous, just use your words.
1: Stay tuned for part two of the 2015 Holiday Hell Survival Guide with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny.
0: listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. A casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Jenny Jv Wilson see clients in private practice in Los Angeles, California and can be found online at www.doctorwendyoconnor.com and www.jennijvwilson.com. For entertainment purposes only.
2: Uh-oh, what? What's a muff?